Hey guys, thanks for joining us for the Concast Episode 3. Uh, today we've got our usual crew of Tittles, me, and Laz, with DP joining us in just a couple seconds, because he's running behind and is a jerk. Yeah, so... I just pasted him in and pretended it would have been totally cool and sweet. No, 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 no. let's call him out. I'm Hello, off. DP. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am DP. Let's just go on with the cast. Yes, yes. So, uh, what media are we running today? Uh, I'll start, as we did last time. I uh, actually started playing Walking Dead again, finally, last weekend, after taking about a month off from it, and it remains a grim and depressing game, and I am told that it only gets worse, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Other than that, um, if you're at the forums, you may have seen me talk about the uh, Coursera website before, and I just kicked off a new class in that on gamification, and I'm really hoping that uh, that leads us to some more fun gamified experience that we can bolt onto Con at some point in the near future. Oh, you sound like some kind of Web 2.0 commercial, I, and I hate you. I am Web 2.0. Well, so zombie games are so 2009, man. I know, and that's how long it takes me to play games. So <laughs> True, true. But he was also our only pilot. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Tittles? What are you playing? Because you say you're actually playing I video games. I have been playing a game other than Sonic 3, which I'm also still playing and editing, blah, blah, blah. I started playing Bioshock Infinite. Very topical, right? Oh. That's have quite you, good fun. Have you fought a giant robot Lincoln yet? No. Darn. Spoilers! He's Come British. On. He may have trouble identifying a giant robot Lincoln unless it says oh, it in the right. subtitles. He'll, he'll, I mean, he'll have yeah, a beard and a very large, like, cylinder on his head. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, uh, robot Lincoln Park? I don't get it. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, uh, I... it's the headless body of Agnew. <laughs> it's the same as evil Lincoln from Futurama. Wow, that's two separate Futurama references. And, you know, You're welcome. Yeah, it's good looking out. Futurama reference, and then two comfortable all at once. <laughs> Although we've probably already made several, and I've forgotten. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I haven't played much of it yet. But it's good times. I get a... You might think it's a bizarre thing to say, but I got a slight sense of time vibe off it, just because you've got a pretty girl hanging around who you're um, you know, interacting with and is generally making your journey pleasant and interesting. <laughs> so, Laz, what are so, you playing then? Um, well, I'm finally off my Persona 4 kick, so I uh, decided to play a different RPG from 2008, settled down with uh, some Tales of Vesperia for the 360. And... I'm probably the only person here that's played a Tales game, but it's very much yep. in the, it's very much in the vein of the other ones. It's you know a bunch of RPG stereotypes, but a fun battle system. And so far, it's pretty good. Five, six hours in. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I just why the RPG names? Tell me, is this a, a Japanese RPG? Of course it is. It has well, it, just, it's full of it's full of anime stereotypes. It has made yeah, up yeah. words explaining magic. It uh, <laughs> there's a naive princess and a and a talking dog and a little kid See, before, with a giant axe. Before I went off, I just wanted to check, but I was just I don't know anything about the game, but they all sure. have approximately the same name. Yes, they're all they're all tales of, and then either a made up word or a vague noun like destiny or innocence. You can just you can you can pick them, can't you? You can you just yes. hear the name and you can say JRPG. Yeah, absolutely. What was that Konami thing that was kind of half RPG and and the other half totally bizarre randomness that I played years ago on the PC? Uh, I need more help. I realize I've given you a lot to go on here. Um, well, you really PC. had me when you told me that you played it. <laughs> because I've been cataloging every game that you've played since about 2002. Right. All right, let's see if we can uh, get DP to join us with his uh, slow behind. I feel like you might end up being one of those people who I can't stand who are totally against uh, ebooks taking over everything. Yes, I'm certain he is. Oh, but you don't get to feel the pages and the lovely binding and the smell of the book. Uh, he's, is he's that here. you? 
Is that hey, what you sound like? I am one of those people. That's what I we were talking about. I knew you would be. That's why I was <laughs> mocking you. Uh, so now we've got DP with us, finally, because he wanted to have food or something like that. We're so we can jump right into a book because he loves <laughs> Wow. I need nourishment. Yes, nourishment. Eating of books. Oh, God. (laughs) Eating of books. (laughs) So, yeah, let's hit uh, the first topic for today. Um, We're recording this uh, just after April Fool's this year, and we wanted to get to this uh, beforehand, but we ran out of time last time around. But now all of the gaming companies have gotten their April Fool's out in the open, so we can talk about those a little bit. So uh, let's go to Laz first, see what happened this year that made you smile in the realm of technology or gaming April Fools? Alright, well one of the higher profile ones that I was very much a fan of was YouTube's assertion that their entire website and video sharing has been a video sharing competition all along. (laughs) And uh, they, they posted a long detailed video with a number of, you know, YouTube famous people uh, about how there's a, they're gonna shut down for 10 years and pick a winner. (laughs) <laughs> which I very much look forward to seeing ten years from now, but I don't know if that's happening. But there's a uh, there, there was a, a number of gaming ones this year. Uh, Blizzard went slightly obscure and brought back a uh, StarCraft II character from one of the betas that was removed from the final version of the game. And uh, Guild Wars Two made three full uh, areas powered by a new server in 16-bit. Uh, it's <sighs> I don't know. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't that impressed with uh, the gaming April Fool's jokes this year. Uh, so, um, were there any that you in particularly like, Josh? Uh, my favorite one, and this ties back a little bit to something I talked about in the very first podcast, I believe, uh, and that was with Sega and uh, Football Manager. They did an April Fool announcing Football Manager 1888 which was essentially football manager of today, but all in sepia, and all of the uniforms looked like they did 120 years ago, and all the players had extremely English-sounding names. Absolutely (laughs) fantastic. Uh, It's certainly something that somebody who is not a soccer fan, and especially not a football manager fan, would probably look at and say, yeah, that's pretty stupid. But uh, for somebody like me, it definitely oh, grabbed me and just mustaches. made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Oh, did you just look it up? Yeah. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's it, awesome. <laughs> it's very much what they looked like back then, yeah. I think. You, the pro football fan, twigged right away. Because you watched the Barclays Premier League, right? I talk like an American. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been, you've been a fan of Liverpool since before they were popular, right? I just gotta mock you every time you you talk about being a football fan. It's well, funny. the beauty of it is, is that Liverpool have been so relatively poor for the last four or five years <laughs> yeah. that soon it will be true that I was a fan of them before they were no, popular. No, <laughs> yeah. you you started to be a fan after their popularity ended forever. Hey, Tittles, if you're interested in you know following the NFL, I might recommend the Detroit Lions. <laughs> hey, now <laughs> they're they're gonna they're gonna come around one of these. One of these, they, they decades. <laughs> it's just basically <laughs> the carrying on. It's just your normal habit of uh, being very fond of things that have had their day, really. <laughs> like <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Fisherman's Horizon. <laughs> I can't deny any of these. All right. <laughs> so well, apparently, I, t- uh, today Tittles has chosen to be simply cruel to DP for, <laughs> throughout the show. And you, I've just been horrible to you. Don't think you're being left out. Is this- I, and yeah, is this unusual? Is this like just today here? I mean, you're, oh, you're making it sound like this is an unusual broken. thing. This is this is how I work. This is what I bring to the show. Is that I hate you all and I call you all being terrible. I just remembered one other April Fool's thing that was delightfully not an April Fool's joke so much as an April Fool's announcement. Um, Far Cry Three, one of the more well-reviewed games of 2012. Uh, announced an expansion called Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon on April Fool's Day, and it was uh, it was alleged to star Michael Bane, you know, uh, like the main character of Terminator, <laughs> and The Abyss, and other 80s classics, and uh, appeared to be an, an 80s-inspired, heavily neon, 
sort of Blade Runner like action shoot 'em up game. And but then everyone realized that you know those screenshots looked awfully like real screenshots. And a few days later, it was revealed that that is a real game. That was just so ridiculous. It seemed like an April Fool's joke. Well, you know, I, as I've been saying before, I, I'm very happy if the trend of zombie-themed DLC gets replaced with a trend of 80s-themed DLC. That's brought much more up my street. I'm all for that. Well, before we bludgeon DP any further, <laughs> uh, do oh, either no. of you other guys have any uh, April Fool's pranks that stood out to you this year? Well, they were all kind uh, of boring this year. Google knows what was the, using, I guess. There the, was a... Game of Thrones did one. I don't actually watch the show, but I just saw the... I saw the... Uh, one of my friends posted it, and it was... I read through. It was very funny. Um, I don't know whoever... Whoever the, uh, the short man is in that... Tyrion Lannister. Is that the is that the politically correct term? I thought no, it's the, the politically no, but it's definitely is... the one that's going into the final contest. Uh-huh. <laughs> the correct term is little person, but if you're describing the condition, it's usually called dwarfism. Dwarfism? Oh, I just I thought you were scientific. Where little person is the politically correct term? It just thought... sounds like you don't know he's got a condition. <laughs> that's why I have to explain it to him. I well, I just I was gonna say you know I I was. I re- remember hearing that you aren't supposed to you aren't supposed to say midget, and so I was trying to think. <laughs> just of did. Other... Thanks, buddy. Well, no, it, that was like a that You're was destroying like a... our little person audience. <laughs> so that was that was a public service announcement there. I'm not... But no, the 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 uh, the April Fools was that they were going to replace him with uh, a different little person, and uh, and that they were going to. I, the reasons were silly. They were gonna pay him. They were gonna pay him like eight million dollars, which is like a full quarter of the year budget. Um, I thought you were gonna say that would be what they'd pay a full size person. Uh, no. Oh no! <laughs> and, uh, Peter uh, Peter Dinklage plays Tyrion in the show, and he's and the joke was they were gonna replace him with uh, Vern Troyer. Oh God! Um, yep. Wait, no, 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 not not Vern Troyer. I'm sorry, Warwick Davis, the guy from uh, uh, from Willow. Yeah, the guy from Willow. And from everything else. Actually, that wouldn't be that... I mean... Yeah, that, that's certainly really a better choice than Fern Troyer, for God's sake. <laughs> the friend who posted it was actually, actually like, thought it was thought it was real, so... Uh, <laughs> well, that's the best kind, when you can yeah. convince somebody that it is exactly. actually real. It's all just, lol, here's a funny thing that's clearly not real. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just because there's so many, you know, there's so many April Fool's jokes. It's not like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you turn on the computer, and you've already seen, like, eight of them. So it's not like you're going to get fooled. Like, if you see news later in the day, you're going to assume it's a joke, you know? Yeah, but well, I, I, mean, I, I still think that the internet has made April Fool's a lot more entertaining. Um, oh, yeah. It, because, I mean, it's a good venue for it that's relatively harmless. <clears throat> There's still crafty ones can still catch you out if they're well enough done. The danger is if they're too well done, they catch too many people out. You know, you could wipe half the stock value of your company if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> realize it's an April Fool's joke or somebody else's company if you're really lucky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose that's what you could shoot for. <laughs> well, and to that score, what did you guys think of what we did this year? Well, you know, I, I, I love the banners that Neil designed. Personally, <laughs> I was just Those saying all the April Fools jokes on on are just all lol. It's a funny thing, and they don't really try and catch you out. And that's what we did. So I think we've let us <laughs> down, and we've let the internet down. Touche. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Neil you said that. No, uh, for for those of no, you who funny enough, though. it for was those of you who weren't around, um, we took our current theme, which we call Skyglade, which is very elegant and fairly sophisticated for a bunch of rubes like us to have made. <laughs> and uh, Neil... Rubes have nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our staffer, Neil, took all of the images from that and redrew them all in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> and for the better part of April Fool's Day, we replaced the entire site with his illustrations. 
and they were fantastic. Classy and, illustrations, they were. Yeah, they, they were of the utmost quality. Uh, <laughs> and for those of you guys who missed it, uh, we are going to make that eventually a actual selectable skin. On awesome. So if you want to have that as your skin forever when you come to con, we will make that happen for you because we are accommodating like that. Yeah. I will now, be first in line to change my theme. Yeah. Hey, the Lavos one was great, with Lavos just sitting there with this big frowny face on. <laughs> I, no, the tactics front page has got to yes. be my favorite. Just that the, was the best. Uh, as Neil the told me... The look on the character at the back was just beautiful. What's a robot? Ki- he'd kind of run out of energy at that point for drawing these, he said. <laughs> so he went I, just as low impact as he possibly could. I'm, I'm sorry, I wish he'd run out of energy sooner. The ones after he <laughs> ran out of energy were even The low brilliant. impact ones had the most impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I was yeah, amused no. by it. I mean, I knew that I knew that something along that nature was coming, but it was still a pleasant surprise to see how hilarious it all turned out. Yeah, we did keep it pretty well under wraps, well, well, I thought. Well, part two. Part two actually didn't get me at first. We, yeah, we actually, uh, having had my awful rant, um, we did get a few people with part two. Yeah, uh, and the backstory behind me. that... I didn't think we were that clever. ...was while I thought that Niels was absolutely hilarious, and I was very excited to do it, and we'd been planning it for something like nine months. Um, I didn't think it was cruel enough. <laughs> so for a smaller sub-window of time during April Fool's Day, not only were you stuck with the MS Paint version of our website, we also changed the font around so that 90% of the text on the site showed up just as big black boxes. (laughs) And that definitely caught some people out. Uh, There were several people commenting on Facebook saying, how did you guys do this? What have you done? Can't you fix it? And uh, the feedback on that was that we caught out enough people where I actually shut that part off about an hour and a half earlier than I intended to <laughs> because too many people were freaking out. Well, I remember I remember clicking on I was like just I was going around looking at uh, the various things that that Neil had, you know, Neil's various drawings and kind of getting a kick out of them. And then I I went to a different page and all of a sudden it just changed right like that. And so I thought that it had been, I thought that it had actually been some sort of problem, like, I don't know, some type of error or something that arose because of tinkering around with the, uh, with the sight skin in order to, uh, make Neil's drawings instead of the, the actual, uh, fan arts screenshots. Oh no, when we mess up things by tinkering, the errors are much more fatal. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. go big or go home. Josh. <laughs> Final Fantasy V. Too soon? Yes, always Always too soon. soon. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so as the most experienced web developer working on Khan, I managed to erase an entire data table that held the entire FF5 walkthrough, and we had to rebuild it from scratch uh, after about six months of work on it. Oh, God. That happened uh, right after Christmas 2010, I think. Wasn't that long ago? I'm glad yeah. I wasn't on chat for that. Wow. Yeah, no, I... Uh, no, yeah. it's Christmas, uh, I, it was I Christmas 2011, in. Josh. That sounds more like it. Or it was January, oh, yes, I guess, yes, January... I guess it would have had to have been. I'm sorry, yes, yeah, definitely 2011. But still, too soon. Well, I don't want to take up too much time talking about the April Fool stuff, but... I don't know if we're going to be doing a podcast this time next year, and if we are, I don't know if we're going to be talking about this again next year. So while I have the opportunity, I desperately want to talk about uh, the Caves of Narsh 2009. Oh, the legend of Moogle 30. Yes, because this is my favorite thing ever that I think we've done on the site. I was pumped for doing it, but nobody cared at the time and it annoyed me. But it was a cool idea. And yeah, and it worked out. It worked it, out so it, well, and we oh, put yeah. so much effort into that. And I don't think I've ever actually talked about the entire thought process as to what happened. Because when Laz and I were talking about this offline earlier today, right. I realized that in digging through the forums, there's no one place where we actually explained what happened or why any of it happened, which made the prank awesome. And since a much smaller subset of our users are going to hear this podcast relative to actually have the opportunity to look at it on the site, I think this is a great place to talk about it, because then we can still leave that mystery on the site itself. (laughs) Uh, But that prank 
was in 2009, but it started all the way back in 1997 when I first made the site. Because back then, the site was hosted on AOL on personal web space. You didn't have a whole lot of room. I already had a site on my own AOL names web space, and I wanted to make Caves of Narsh, so I needed a new AOL user to even host the site. For a while, I actually, because I was like 17 years old and the internet was new and these sorts of things weren't as stupid as they are in hindsight, uh, I actually pretended that the person running Caves of Narsh was somebody completely different. A you know, not just like kind of a pseudo alter ego of mine, but just a completely different person. And for a while, it was even credited on the site as being the site of Rangers 51, which is me, and also Moogle 30, who was also me. For quite a long time. That, yeah. The last traces of Moogle 30 didn't go away until Com4 2001. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first real <laughs> site. <laughs> um, yeah, see, oh, I, I didn't ever know that. It was great. Well, it was news to me when Josh was telling me about it earlier. It's... Yeah, so <laughs> in thinking about that... and That's because with... everybody who visited the site before then is dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, very few people actually did know that, and Tittles was one of them, and, you know, Tittles would often rib me about it <laughs> for obvious reasons. So we conjured up this idea of making him come back. And the backstory of having him come back was that he would show up on April Fool's Day, 2009, claimed that he was all grown up now and was a venture capitalist and he had just bought the site off of me because he missed it and he wanted to be in charge again and as part of that he did all sorts of shenanigans on the site uh, he created his own bot to rival Clem Hazard and to even assimilate Clem Hazard yeah. and that triggered us to post all sorts of completely random stuff uh, mostly of, quoted uh, from Deus Ex. It was a massive <laughs> Deus Ex reference for any <laughs> fans over and over and over again. Yeah, Clem Hazard, you know, faux corrupting data in the forums. Uh, we would post to selected members, send them personal messages on the forums as Clem Hazard, saying that he's trying to maintain control of the site because he doesn't <laughs> agree with what has happened. Uh, PMs from Stockbreak, who was uh, Moogle 30's version of Clem Hazard, saying how he was taking over. We were sending private messages on Facebook, which even I had <laughs> forgotten about until a couple weeks ago when somebody mentioned one on the forums. Uh... You know, personal messages on Facebook saying, ignore what's going on at the forums. We've got this under control. It's going to be okay. And all of the <laughs> shenanigans went on for at least six hours on April Fool's Day. Um, Moogle 30 changed. Yeah. And like, I, like you could keep checking in and see. I just, I remember checking in periodically and like watching it unfold. It was. We were way committed to the bit, oh, yeah. and I am very mm. proud of us. We did. Um, we put so much effort into that. We changed all of the section credits, so when you go to every game coverage's landing page, you know, slash FF1, slash FF7, Moogle30 <laughs> changed all the site credits to read Moogle30. But you're forgetting, or at least haven't mentioned oh, yet, the biggest I'm thing, Moogle30 oh, yeah, actually did. Yeah, well, by all means, th this uh, this part was actually not my brainchild, and I was even a little bit resistant to it at first. So why don't you uh, tell them the real payoff of that gag, Tittles? Um, well, I, I don't know if this is the thing you're talking about, but he, he launched the Chrono Trigger section. Well, of course that's the thing I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can talk about the epic Deus Ex reference where they merged together at the end. That was my favorite bit. That Whatever. was pretty cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, th that's exactly right. Um when, well, Tittles, going back decades again, um, even before he was with Khan, had so many years of creating a Chrono Trigger site that was kind of like Khan. You know, walkthroughs, data, all that stuff. I was and a young man! You were. I was a young man then, and I had dreams and aspirations. <laughs> and not only that, but there really wasn't much of a Chrono Trigger presence out there. Like yeah, I, that was that was even pre Compendium days. I've, I've said I, Compendium might have been around as a, a, a little minnow in its infancy in those days. <laughs> it may not have been around yeah. at all. I forget, but there yeah. was very little out there for Chrono Trigger, and I yeah, was going to fill that off. void. And I did like a whole page, and then I got bored, and gave up. And, and it actually only took you eight years to get there. Eight um, years later. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Someone I, else did it for me on a website well, you, my name's on. You had always, you know, kind of bugged me about doing that, especially once we started adding other games. Because, you know, when we added after Final we Fantasy added other V... Games, and after I bugged you about FF7 and we got that <laughs> Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> and I was always resistant to it because it didn't have that Final Fantasy name. But then when they finally announced the uh, Nintendo DS version, you know, that was kind of the groundswell, and enough people came together and said, yeah, we got to do this, that I finally Let's acquiesced. Do this. Yeah, so we, once the DS game came out, we put out coverage for that game, and we, we had it finished in three months. It was just breakneck speed, especially for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a great walkthrough that Neil had written child. when he was in middle school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Right. Unreal, just the the way that it all kind of came together without even really meaning it to. But we decided to make that part of the April Fool's gag. So that was one of the things that Moogle 30 did was he launched this Chrono Trigger section. And everybody thought that it had to be a gag section because of all the other random stuff that was going on. And then people started poking through it. And they saw the depth of the walkthrough, and they saw how many pages we had dedicated to all this stuff, and it started to dawn on people that it was an actual real thing. Yeah, it, especially since we, had, as a sort of one-off gags for April Fools in the past, were like, "Hey guys, we added an FF8 section," and which was oh, basically, not only did we do that, yeah. we shut off the FF7 section right on the same day. <laughs> yeah, but, but like you that. said, people were like, uh, "Oh, he added the so this is like that FF8 joke, har har har," and then they said, "Wait a second, there's more." Chrono Trigger here than Final Fantasy One. So, yeah, <laughs> it was, of course, there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, it was um, it was fun watching. Like you could even see it looking through that old original Moogle Thirty forum, uh, users going like first they're sort of in on the joke, and then you see them going, "Wait a second, there's a lot of Chrono Trigger here." It's, <laughs> it, it's a it's really interesting to see it all unfold. I was going through the uh, thread yesterday when right after Josh had told me the whole story, and it's. It holds up as a very interesting <laughs> bit of con history. There's so much really fascinating stuff that we've done that nobody cares about. It's great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Why am I? Yeah. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's wrap up today what by talking a little bit about uh, some fairly recent news, if we can. A um, couple big things have come out recently. Uh, Biggest one, I think, at least in some circles, is the fact that they finally confirmed Bravely Default, flying fairy functional feng shui. Let me ask you this: fifty-eight over two. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this, Josh, aka Rangers fifty-one. Are they going to localize the goddamn name? Because it's stupid. (laughs) Um, I, I, I have something to say about that. I'm guessing yes, but somehow that name. Is served by the by bravely defaults gameplay. Um, you really think? Wait, is you there think a flying fairy? It? Is like, there at least no, one I think flying fairy? I think they're gonna change it. Um, the really story li- the storyline has fair fairies in it, and the basic battle system commands are brave and default. Because <laughs> the, the way, well, the way it goes, they localize that a little bit. Too. Yeah, it's um. Still it, though, like they've been talking about it so much, you know. Like it seems to me that switching the name now. Now that it's already been going around so much, kind of seems. No, they already did it with Aerith. No, I, th- well, I no, I mean they did that with the world twice. ends with you and with all of Dragon Quest's subtitles and a lot of things over the years. So I I think that um it would make sense to sort of to localize the name down a little bit, but I it would make it would make sense to maybe change the brave and default commands, <laughs> and then uh, bravely and then... flying default fairy. How's that? You know, they're probably just going to localize it into something. Comp- they're probably just going to call it Final Fantasy Mystic Quest Two or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. If you've seen trailers or gameplay Final videos, Fantasy it looks Fantasy. it looks it looks like a better version of that uh, Final Fantasy Three localization for the DS. It has that uh, around the same proportions of of like enlarged heads, yeah. mm-hmm. but it. It looks great, yeah. and it has, yeah, you know, it, it checks all those Final Fantasy bo- uh, boxes like class systems and airships. Oh, when God, I... I'm not buying it then. <laughs> when I first started looking at the screenshots, like, it, and it wasn't just the character proportions, I actually felt like Final Fantasy IX. Like, that's yeah. what came to mind. Uh, no, I might yeah, think I about can, buying it then. I can very much see where you're coming <laughs> from on that, DP. 
It's well, um, I, I don't know much about the game beyond what I've seen in trailers and uh, when I've and beyond what I've had the uh, what I've read about the combat. But I mean, this game's very acclaimed. People have good things to say about the combat and job system. So I think yeah, the name's a little yeah. silly. But if they change that, then I'll be that much more tempted to pick up a 3DS. Does it, it, it do, do like any the exact... of the four of us own a 3DS? No. Yeah. No. You do. No, you don't. I you just had a DS. I, no, really, I have a 3DS. Huh. I, You've like, bought a system made in the last decade? I was kind of criticizing you. You've bought a system made in the last decade, and you play games designed in the previous decade on it. <laughs> That's, I cannot deny. <laughs> I have a 3DS. I, mean, I, played, um, I played a bit of Mero 3D Land on it, and I hated it. And then I never touched it again. No, I did. I played um, New Super Mario Brothers 2 on it, and I enjoyed that, and then I never touched it again. Well, there you go. You're looking for something new to put on it. I think it's over there somewhere under a pile of Mega Drives. (laughs) I'm looking at a... I think the last thing I've got to say about Bravely Default is that, aside from possibly the system that it's being released on, it sounds like exactly the kind of game that people have been whining for Squeenix to put out for a few years. You know, back to basics. Well, I, mean, no, I you know, see. kind of in kind of in the way that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of good things to say about Final Fantasy Dimensions, and if it was on something other than a mobile platform, people would probably be really cheering it on. So I think this is the kind of thing that whatever they name it, people should really be open minded to it and give it a chance and you know, maybe shut their traps for a minute. Yeah. They don't I mean, have in their defense, Wouldn't that it's be? Not like the, you know, you have to remember too that they, I mean, uh, the world ends with you is another game that sort of falls in a similar category where you've got, well, not going back to basics, but a very innovative, you know, handheld title. So it's not like a, you know, it's not like there's been a complete dearth. But I do um, have to, I have to hand it Square. I'm, I'm very rude about Square these days, particularly their Japanese output. But the world ends with you <laughs> was actually a very um, a very good attempt to try something a bit different, and uh, they did a good job with it. Because they tried something different with the gameplay for a change, not just trying to put different hats on people. <laughs> well, yeah, let me let me say that about Bravely Default, and I won't judge it too harshly until it's out and the verdict's in. But, you say this is the kind of thing people have been asking for, but which people? Because... Well, there's a lot of well, people asking Square for a lot of different things. Oh, no, no. People want exactly what they had 20 years ago, but also they want them to innovate for the future at the same time and sell yeah, it for they're, $5. They're, they're not yeah. all the same people who are saying all these things, though, all the time. A lot of people who played stuff from 20 years ago want that experience back again, and they, they want it back in exactly the same way, and they're wrong to ask for that because they're idiots. Because um, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm the supreme arbiter of who's right and wrong. Don't, don't let me suggest that I'm not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I <laughs> was that whole... your actual point? Well, no, I'm just. Well, no, it's. I, I think we're sort of making this point of like, oh, this is what everybody's been clamoring for. And maybe it. Maybe it's what some people <laughs> well, have been asking for, but no, maybe. Well, it's it's, it's what yes. a vocal subset of Squeenix yeah. fans yeah. have been and I think that, I think that's like the point games. to make. But yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not because saying it's the... not going to be good, but yeah, I mean, obviously the problem with the problem that they're encountering, of course, is that it's not, you know, precisely that that it's not a case of all the fans are clamoring for one thing. All the no. fans are clamoring for completely different things, which is why you have you know <laughs> half of chat. Played Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 13 2, and absolutely loved it. And the other half just loves nothing less than completely harassing it. So you know, I mean, I'm in the half that didn't play it, but kind of wants to, and probably very, that's to. three good. halves. <laughs> you know, what we were just saying about um, they can only make games people like on platforms that nobody will play them on. I don't think that's necessarily a coincidence. I think when they're saying, right, Final Fantasy Thirteen, big blockbuster, they put too much pressure on themselves to make the next great 
Final Fantasy, whereas a lot of these mobile games are just people saying, let's make a good game. Yeah, and I think you know, you've got a very good point there. There's one more thing that I'd like to hit today, since uh, we're going to probably run a little bit longer than usual. And it goes back a couple months to when uh, Sony did their super amazing, not known at all reveal of the PS4. Mm, right. And that's the fact that Squeenix showed up there and had Jack to say. Right. And they, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I remember it was odd because Square Enix did their own, um, press conference a few days before that one. And at that press conference, they're like, hey guys, Final Fantasy X HD still exists. And we, news, and we news posted basically words to that effect. And then a couple days later, Sony has their big shindig, which actually does reveal a lot of new things. And Square Enix shows up for their five minutes, and they say, "Hey guys, please wait." So like, like <laughs> well, why did they? A... So they basically had two. They had their own press conference, and then the Sony press conference, totally devoid of substance. You have to remember about the the thing though. Sony's introducing PS4, but right now Square Enix is still heavily, heavily invested in the PS3. Like all right. of their and titles. And there's no PS4 announcement for Final Fantasy. Yeah, like 10. none yeah, but, at all. But don't... But forget also the whole PS4 announcement pretty much followed that theme of hey guys, <laughs> well, it's gonna be a PlayStation 4, as if you didn't know. That's pretty I mean, much that's... it. See you later. <laughs> no, they there, really there should have brought back of... the batarang for that there first conference. Of... <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> that's how a lot of these new console launches have been though. You you they've announced the console and then they're like and yeah, there's like a Need for Speed game, and then an in-house game. And... They announced a surprising number of new things at the Sony conference. I was honestly and expecting less. Square Enix, all their big titles right now are still stuck in the PS3 era. I mean, they, they've, they'd announced uh, 13.3, well, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13, which is stuck in, you know, well, not stuck in, but it's it's PS3. They've got Versus 13, which has been huge and in development well, since, you know, do they? since I was, like, still in, in middle school, practically. Final Fantasy 13 uh, forever. And then there's, <laughs> and then there's um, you know, Realm Reborn, which is, of course... A uh, sequel to FF6. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Realm Reborn, which is, of course, going to be, you know, not on the PS4, at least, <laughs> that we know now. So you've got three huge projects, basically, that are, I assume, taking up the majority of the company's resources, and well, none the of them are set for PS4 at all. The development side's resources in Japan, um, three massive projects that will all be outsold by anything IDOS divisions produce, let's not forget. <laughs> and we should all thank IDOS very much. <laughs> But what I really wanted to ask in that context, and DP actually kind of hit it a little bit without, I think, meaning to, and that is, what is this PS4 Final Fantasy? Because they said, yep, there's going to be a Final Fantasy on PlayStation 4, and that's when they said, you just got to wait. So, you know, I think that there's Crystal Chronicles HD. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure that won't show up anywhere but in the Nintendo <laughs> oh. system because Nintendo does have an HD console now, so that is that's, well within that's, the It's HD, that's guys. We promise. All <laughs> HD and motion versions of previous generation <laughs> uh, titles yeah. by default. Yeah, Remember that thing that everyone did last generation except us? We're doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, guys, I mean, the future of video games is HD and huge controllers. Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Coming out this September, Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, the, um, the one thing that that uh, I'm wondering about FF versus 13 is I'm. Are we even know it's going to be part of 13 anymore? Because we it's been so long that, that we've seen anything. I wouldn't be shocked by a total redesign. Yeah, I mean, it could very well become 15. And that seems really weird, because if you are working in a game that was supposed to be part of the Fabula Nova Crystallis series, wow, good, good and suddenly it's not... Game. Yeah, I yeah, had it written no down, kidding. just for that purpose. Um, if you're working from a game that was supposed to be of that series, then you would think that there would be some level of narrative hooks to the other games in that series, 
And it seems like it'd be really awkward to just suddenly make that game Final Fantasy fifteen. You just rename but, everything, like like but, the main characters brightening and stuff. It's fine. Nobody will ever know. Like for all the Game Boy Advanced uh, editions of the the earlier Final Fantasies. <laughs> but I no, I, I think that uh, because from the very beginning they said that it wasn't, it, it was going to be they were going to share a mythos, whatever yeah. the heck that means. You know, it wasn't. Right. And that, from the very beginning, was... it wasn't an explicit thing. Yeah, and it was very ill-defined, other than the fact that we were yeah. pretty certain that it wasn't going to have the characters of the Prime 13 series. Yeah. yeah but other than the, the fact that they world. exist in this universe. Well, you yeah, know what? They probably... Well, not probably. They may have well have started off, and they've had two teams working on it in parallel, and the fact that they wanted to link them together may have been because they thought 13 was going to be this big, massive success and return to form that... I know a lot of you guys like it, but <laughs> yeah. in terms of no, general I mean, public opinion, it wasn't. So it may be that they were sort of going down the route say, okay, this is going to be tied in with 13, and then it didn't turn out to be as well received as they thought. So, um, no, maybe that, what we're doing uh, yeah. here is kind of good, and we don't want to tie it up with yeah. 13. Uh, yeah, or we want to rethink it a bit and, and go somewhere a bit different with it. In which case may well end up being part of 15. I mean, there's nothing to say they can't have some kind of... Traditionally, the numbered fantasies have been set in different worlds, but there's nothing to say they couldn't yeah. have some kind of link there. I mean, sure. don't forget, yeah. um, was it Ten Two decided to try and make out they were in the past make of FF7? Spira the past of, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, nobody um, liked FF7 like that fact, at all, they... but... They ended up coming yeah. right out and saying that at some point. I think they? in yeah, um, they did. the Ultimania guides or whatever they're called, yeah. they pretty um, much said that was what they meant by it. But make your own mind up. <laughs> you know, you could say, uh, I mean, because remember Final Fantasy XIII Ajito? I mean, remember what happened there? He right, that, got, that did become a completely separate game. Final yeah. Fantasy Type mm -hmm. O, and it was released, and we, we haven't gotten it over here, but it got... <laughs> You know, very, very good, uh, very good reviews. Fantastic. Sorry. Very good, <laughs> very good reviews over in uh, in Japan. And on top of that, it didn't seem to. It says that it still uses Fabula Nova Crystallis mythology, but it doesn't seem to be hindered by the fact that it isn't explicitly connected anymore. Yeah, that that's an excellent point. All right. And that happened so long ago that I'd almost forgotten that. Yeah, Ajito I forgot was that existed. supposed to be that game. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't was Dissidia also supposed to be part of that whole? Uh... Dissidia, in fact, is I think. Yeah, is I... part of that whole Fabula Nova Crystallis movement or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, mythos. And, and you know, maybe we're confused because they did just such a poor job of defining what that actually meant. Yeah, I mean, actually, no, I think it. I think it actually goes back further than that because. Um, you remember once upon a time they were heavily promoting the uh, the Final Fantasy VII brand and came out with Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus mm -hmm. and Advent Children all in the same frame. And also they had the uh, the Evilese brand where they released War of the Lions and FF12 and uh, that DS sequel to FF12 and probably something else I'm forgetting all around the same uh, time. I I believe the tactic tactics advance games both right, right, right. The first type is that as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know if the second one did because I've never actually really looked at that, but I believe that they did tie that in. So well. I'm, yeah. It, so that makes me wonder if um the FF if those FF seven games are successful and those FF and those Evilese games are successful, are and uh, and if they're ready to put the FF thirteen world behind them after Lightning Returns, uh, would FF fifteen be a new standalone game like most of the older games in the series, or are they going to try to have a large multi-game brand again? And could versus thirteen become a new game and be folded into that brand? It, I, there's a number of ways they could go, I don't, with it, and I'm, I don't I really know if they don't. Would, <laughs> I don't know if they would try to fold it into a new brand. I mean, I think that, I think doing that would be fairly tacky, you know? Well, I, I think it would be a ballsy move at the very least, yeah. given the given, you know, the success that they've had with the previous ones. Because, you know, it's not like twelve was a barn burner either. No. And, you know, when you consider thirteen 
there there probably are people that want to distance themselves from that 13 era as much as possible. But at the same time, having those previous two, you know, kind of sub brands maybe makes it harder for them to have consumer confidence if they say, yep, this new one is going to be in this brand new sub brand called Lord only knows. I'm sure it'd be nigh unpronounceable. You know, if they're paying (laughs) attention to the feedback they're getting from their output, they should be finding what we've just been finding, that just making individual good games with good ideas that like they've been making on some of the you know mobile platforms is the way to go stop trying to make this massive big thing out of everything stop trying to have brands and sub brands and just make a damn game i think the smart way to do it uh would be to release a standalone game with a lot of marketing push behind it and if it's really successful, then you can do a 15-2 or a 15 Advent Children or whatever you want. Because I mean, that's what happened with yeah. 7 and 10. Like following yeah. their success, then you, then you yeah. have the brand develop. If suppose... you've got more of a story to tell and it's turned out that the story you told is something people want to hear more of, make that decision then. And see, that might be, I mean, just to defend them a little bit, that might be sort of their reasoning, uh, like, like with the case of uh, so the Evil East Alliance and uh, Final That's Fantasy VII. That's called, Evil East Alliance. I yeah, remember the yep. <laughs> In the case of both of those, you have basically one game comes out, and then like, oh, well, that kind of worked, and there's kind of space for more to be told. And so then they started expanding on that. So I can see where they would want to say, okay, that kind of worked for us before. Maybe this time... Let's, you know, create that space for add-ons from the very start. But I don't think it's something you can plan for. You've either I agree. You're either going to have something that works that way, or you have something that doesn't. Um, One thing I've often said of all kinds of games and films and literature is that I think stories and worlds often come up better and leave a better impression when they are incomplete and when there's a sense Mm. that there's more that hasn't been told but maybe that hasn't not necessarily that someone's written them to achieve that though do you know what i mean someone's had a really good idea someone's got a really clear notion and a vision of a world and they've just told you a story out of it exactly but i don't think trying to design that necessarily works. It, it has to kind of come organically. To some oh, extent, you can achieve it by you sort of, you plan to create something and you don't end up creating everything you wanted to and it leaves people wondering. But until you've left people wondering, that gap isn't there to fill. If you're deliberately leaving a hole that that looks like something you can do in a prequel or sequel, you, I don't think you'll ever yeah. create that that gap that of people wanting to find out. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a there's an excellent author actually, uh, John McGavern, who who says something uh, that you, what you were saying just reminded me of really, where where he says that if you're making a real character, there should be questions. You know, you you yeah. shouldn't. It's impossible to completely define a real character because a real a truly real character is something that is beyond full portrayal, and I think that the same yeah. would go for. Uh, you know, a plot or a world. And yeah, so I think that perfectly fits there where, where if you've really got something good, if it's really authentic and real, you know, yeah. there, there will be things that fall beyond the, the space given in yeah. a particular game. Yeah. And you're not really going to know whether that's worth pursuing until you've got it out there, really. Yeah. I think. yeah. And, and the real question is, when, if ever, is FF versus 13 going to be out there? <laughs> no one Never. knows, and it's turning, yeah. into the, it's turning into the Japanese Duke Nukem forever. I really... It will be. What it'll turn out, and... the name is more literal than you thought. And all these people who dislike Final Fantasy 13, that is a guerrilla marketing campaign called Final <laughs> Fantasy versus 13. Square deliberately set out to poison people against their own game as part of a, 
as part of a no publicity is bad publicity exercise. And so when they finally <laughs> reveal that, you'll think, oh my God, they're brilliant. It was great. And they fooled yeah, us all. So, that so in that game, you're going to beat up the ever. cast of Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's you versus thirteen. You need to defeat yeah. all of them. I really thought it was going to... It was cancelled. I really thought it was uh, uh, non-existent anymore. Until, what was it, maybe... A, Maybe a year ago, when somebody was like, "Oh yeah, though we're we're still working on this. <laughs> Believe us." Well, you know, I got. They, they do that, that once a year or so. Yeah. You know, I was really on the fence as to what they might try to do with this, but having had this conversation, I think I'm actually convinced now that it probably is going to become 15. Uh, based on the conversation that we just had, I really was on the fence about it until then, mm. and that kind of. Uh, Ruins me because the other option I was going to throw on the table was that the Agnes philosophy, quote unquote, tech demo that they keep throwing around that was at E3 last year and that they announced at the PS4 uh, announcement was developed on PS4 hardware, that it's completely possible that they're calling it a tech demo, but they might well think about making that a real game, and that could very easily be a Final Fantasy XV as well. Uh, yeah, It doesn't look like a Final Fantasy XV from what we've seen so far. But, you know, maybe but that's then, what did they Final need. Fantasy VII? Did Final Fantasy VIII? No, well, true, but, 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 let's, let, let's look at that there. What's sort of the, the key thing in, she, it's a crystal, right? Doesn't she take a crystal? Isn't that what she's protecting? Isn't oh, I'm not completely sure crystal? I remember any of it anymore. I, I, that's what I'm trying to I think mean, of right now. To be honest, though, that is takes? that is because they generate plot ideas on tumblers, and the last one pretty much only has crystal on it. But, uh, <laughs> yes, okay, so I just watched the clip right now, and yes, uh, it, it is a crystal that gets given to the, the runaway there. So, I, oh, I guess the point God. I wanted to make was... Well, no, the point I wanted to make was... Fabula Nova Crystallis, tale, you know, story of the new crystal. <laughs> crystal, you know, what we Did might... you actually just translate that from Latin? Yes. It's not hard. I hate your face. <laughs> but, but the, and no, the idea being that this, if it does become a game, whether or not it's the next Final Fantasy, it, whether it's the Final Fantasy 15 or, or even Final Fantasy 16, it's not necessarily beyond the pale of, uh, Fabula Nova Crystallis there. Which well, would know be what? very interesting. They were planning on having it in that Fabula Nova Crystallis umbrella. What does umbrella mean in Latin? <laughs> umbrella. Umbra. umbrella. Um, what <laughs> they're going to do, maybe, maybe they're finally going to do what I've been telling them to do and just retire the damn Final Fantasy brand, keep making stuff, but it's meaningless to call it Final Fantasy. It's just, it doesn't have the same... Uh, this is getting into a conversation. That, yeah, that's going to blow up. I think nope. we're going to blow that one for up. another time. No, here's one point, though. I'm pretty sure people oh, will yeah, still sure. buy Make things and say Final Fantasy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's not that people will not buy things because they say Final Fantasy, but I don't think you've got the same draw of people buying things just because they say Final Fantasy as you would have in the 90s. But here's a point I want to make. In the PlayStation 1 era, you had three main series Final Fantasy games on the PlayStation, along with all sorts of other output. And PS2 and PS3 haven't had as much. You had... I mean, I think that speaks more to how more expensive and it's much more expensive and time-consuming and personnel-consuming to build to make a game nowadays because you, say you have that. to render so many pixels. You say that, and it's true, but don't forget the PS2 era, um, they managed to churn out three pretty tasty single-player GTAs, whereas Square, yeah, they managed two in a multiplayer game, but it's not quite... They but didn't they did achieve a lot of content, the kind of... Remember. They did they, a they, lot of additional Rockstar has multiple studios. Yeah, but Rockstar North did all the main GTAs. Same studio. Hmm. What I'm saying and still, is... And let's look at... I mean, the PS3, remember, you've got... You'll have three lightning games. You know, Final oh, Fantasy thirteen, And that's if... If Versus doesn't ever come out for the PS3. If it does, yeah, but then look, you've got... But look, those listen, four plus, listen, plus listen, Realm Reborn. Listen, listen, 
listen to the point I'm listen. making. FF13 <laughs> came out very, very, very late in the PS3 and the Xbox 360's life compared to any previous generation. And they would be smart to be getting something out sooner this time. That's, all I'm, that. that's the only point I'm trying to make. Okay. I would agree with that then. I think that they would be benefited by getting something out earlier in the console's life. Because look at this. If you're saying they're going to get these three games or whatever out in the Lightning Universe Nova Trilogy Tennis Bananas, then tennis if they bananas. are all going to come out on the PS3, it's going to have been superseded before most of it comes out. And that's just not smart. FF12 came out pretty much in the dying era of, of yeah. you know, that console generation. Definitely. That's not a good place to be if you want to generate a lot of publicity and sales. So, True. Sometimes it would be it smart. Out. It does. That's another point but that really whatever, makes It would really case. make sense for them to get on the, the new console bandwagon quickly. quickly. I think that really makes a case for Versus either being out soon or becoming 15 and being out soon. Because that seems like if they've been doing anything at all with it for all these years, they've got to be in a position where they could finish it and get it out fairly close to the start. And, you know, hopefully we'll find out at E3. Yeah. Maybe. Yes, good Final as, Fantasy good versus insert number here, 2014. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy versus 15, because then that would just confuse everyone. <laughs> Final Fantasy versus the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all that said, I think we've put in a good day's work here. Fellows, do you agree? Oh, well, I believe so. Well, we have. DP's only put in half a good day's work. Uh, yeah, you're oh. just going to have to talk for yourself for another half hour after we've gone about stuff and we'll splice it in. Also, we won't record it. So <laughs> <laughs> have fun with just that. Just it in one of your books. Yeah, <laughs> with your maybe you can read pen. for us. Hey, Maybe you can read us a story, and we'll all be really entertained. Yeah, all you can be like Andy Kaufman, just like oh. recite The Great Gatsby. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Maybe that I DP will. cannot be like Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I don't even know who Andy Kaufman is. Oh, oh my god, god he's kick, so young. Kick him off the cast now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, in conclusion, I was right and DP was wrong. Agreed? What? <laughs> uh, yes, and I... he was also late, and he is also <laughs> just not awesome. <laughs> I agreed with you half the time, Tettles. <laughs> well, the other half, you were wrong. So... <laughs> Trust me, after like 13 years of dealing with him, agreement is not enough to save you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I think DP would probably like to be the first to say goodbye this week so he can yeah. get out from under the hailstorm <laughs> that has been abusing him for the last hour. It's Turn up on time next time and you'll be fine. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry. Well, it's been, uh, it's been a very um, entertaining, educational, and educational evening for me. <laughs> so, uh, goodbye, everyone. Oh, am I, am I yeah. next? Okay. Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, been nice talking with you guys for the past couple hours. That hopefully gets cut down to something more reasonable. <laughs> Bye, <Nope>. everybody. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> next time there'll be puppets. Oh, they won't be able to see... Oh, I get it. <laughs> you're, you're being avant-garde. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm the new Andy Kaufman. I love you all, and I miss you terribly when we're not recording podcasts. And I want each and every one of you individually to know that. God. And to smile silently when you think about it. As opposed to those loud smilers. That, and that part, I am absolutely not leaving on the cutting that, floor. That, so. that, that wasn't Winger, that was... That was oh, I, feel, I feel uncomfortable now. I feel violated. Yeah, you went you went from being winger to being Chang. <laughs> yes. Like good Chang, old Chang. <laughs> Let's never speak of that again. 
Thanks for listening to Comcast Episode 3. We have no idea why you listen to Comcast Episode 3, but we're pleased you're broken enough to find us entertaining. Music this week was Songo de Chocobo from Square's Generation N album, again. Uh, Victory Fanfare from Final Fantasy 2 on the NES, and Crossing Those Hills from Final Fantasy 9. Next time, a spirited discussion on contraflow cycle lanes and Italians. Thanks for listening. <laughs>